Hello, and welcome to the Breakthrough with Deidre podcast. Listen and be encouraged as I share how to turn life's challenges into your greatest wins. In this episode, I'll share my story of how I almost gave up before experiencing the greatest breakthrough of my life. Victory isn't just for a few, but it's for you too. Tune in. It's time for you to break through. In this life, you are going to face challenges. You will have a mountain to conquer. You will have an obstacle to overcome. And it is during these times we often learn our greatest lessons. During these times, we often find out that we are actually stronger than we thought we were. 21 years ago, my husband and I face the biggest challenge we would ever face, the loss of our infant son, Jonathan. This was something that we were not prepared for. We didn't see this coming. We, of course, weren't expecting it. We were expecting to leave the hospital with a bundle of joy, with tears of joy, with excitement, with a future full of limitless possibilities. But instead, we left the hospital empty, broken, angry, sad, depressed. I mean, the list could go on and on. And it was when I was home alone by myself. Wave number one, that's what I like to call it, came rushing in. Feelings of failure and and feelings of not being good enough and feeling my husband as a wife, all these voices started speaking to me and I didn't have the strength to fight back. I basically agreed and said, yeah, you're right. I'm not good enough. I am a failure. How could this happen to me? I'm alone. Nobody understands. The list goes on and on. And it was in that moment I was ready to give up. I was ready to throw in the towel. And not only was I ready, but I had a plan and I was prepared. But praise God that a small moment, I listened to his voice and allowed for his voice to drown out the voice of the enemy. I I allowed his voice of reminding me that it's not over, that there is still life, that the promise that I promised you will be fulfilled. And I know that you're hurting, but I'm going to be with you and John all the way through this journey. And so I abandoned the plan of leaving this earth and decided to trust God. And so each day was difficult and it was challenging, but we were blessed because we were surrounded by family, friends that cried with us, encouraged us, supported us, 
believed with us and reminded us of his promise. So I found strength and each day I got stronger and stronger. So that wave was disappearing. But then another wave came. And let me tell you, isn't it interesting? And you may have experienced this too. It seems like sometimes you are getting your strength up to to go and and pick up your momentum and, and your speed again. But then something else comes and just knocks you off. Off your path, off your bike, off whatever you're doing. Just knocks you off. That wave hit me. While I was at work, I received a call from my doctor because now, uh, after we had lost Jonathan, now the process of, of what happened and, 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 and making sure that that didn't happen again. And so I went through a series of tests and different things because I had had fibroids. And so they noticed the fibroid was growing faster uh, than Jonathan. And that's what caused uh, me to go into labor early. And so from the test, they found out that while the fibroids look like they could be cancerous. And when the doctor called me, all I heard was cancer. I didn't hear it might be. I just heard cancer. I immediately left work and called my husband and called my family because I was an emotional wreck. I just got up enough strength to process through my grief. And now this second wave of possibility attacking my health came. And they were so concerned about the possibility of cancer that they immediately wanted to operate. They immediately wanted to go in. They didn't want to wait to see because it was that serious. They said, you may have to have a hysterectomy. You may have to, you know, just lose one over. I mean, there were so many But all I heard was cancer. That's the only word that the enemy kept amplifying. And then those voices came back again to say, see, you're not going to win. See, you're not deserving. And I fell back in that slump. But I thank God that I was surrounded by people who spoke life. And this is why it's so important for you to have a group of people around you that can pour into you during your most challenging and weak times in your life. See, when we are faced with challenges, we can't afford to be surrounded by people who don't believe in us, who who don't know how to speak life, who don't know how to encourage, who don't know how to help you. So right now, just take a pause and begin to examine. Do you have people around you who encourage you, who help you, who you can count on in time of crisis? And so it was during that time of crisis, I was at, it's funny, I was, it was during our, our praise rehearsal or choir rehearsal, if you want to call it. And I was still going through the motions of, you know, cause it was like in the next day or two, I was going in for surgery. And this is why having people around you is so important. We stopped that rehearsal and those people, my brothers and sisters, began to speak life over me, began to prophesy over me, began to sing over me, began to remind me of the promises of God, began to lay hands on me and speak healing to my body, began to speak healing to my mind, 
begin to remind me of what God's word said, that I have a right to healing. I have a right to deliverance. I have a right to breakthrough because I'm a child of God. And because I'm his child, this has given me the right to call upon him and know that he will answer me in my time of distress, in my time of need. I mean, we must have went there for over an hour. And afterwards, I felt charged. I felt encouraged. I was fired up again. And I knew that there was no weapon formed against me that was going to prosper. So on that day of the surgery, I remember laying, sitting in the, the room and all the doctors came in. Uh, my primary care doctor, the specialist, uh, I forgot what, what you call the cancer doctor, but he was in there and, and another doctor because they just didn't know what to expect and they wanted to be prepared for every situation. And I remember looking at all of uh, these people, all of the men and women in my family and just trusting God. Now, let me tell you, I was shaking. Oh, I was shaking. My heart was shaking. My body was literally shaking. But my faith was strong. And I knew God was with me. And I knew that I had to just keep hoping and believing. And so when they wheeled me out and, and I left my family in that room and and I remember being in the operating room and, and it was so cold. I remember feeling cold, but I do remember just hearing the voice of the Lord reminding me, I'm with you and it's going to be okay. And so I don't know how long that surgery took, but I do remember the nurse and doctor speaking and saying, Mrs. Bradley, no cancer. Everything is going to be all right. Your reproductive system is intact. We had to work some things around in there, but it's all good. You will be a mom. I remember laying there and, and I remember saying, if I could get up from this table, because mind you, I'm still under anesthesia, but I do remember saying, if I could get up from this table, off of this table, I would shout. I remember just saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I remember just celebrating and blessing the Lord. I mean, I could hear them kind of chuckling in the background because, you know, I'm still under anesthesia, so I can imagine. But I remember my spirit leaping and jumping for joy. That was that second wave. He brought me through that. Then there was the third wave. Now I have to walk through. I had to keep building my faith up to believe again because this process now, it was taking some time. And it wasn't until five years later that we had the birth of our daughter, Megan. But let me tell you, that wave was a wave of joy, a wave of excitement, a wave that washed away all the pain of the past, all the hurt, all the thoughts of giving up, all the, the feelings and anger of rejection, of depression, all of that washed away with the birth of Megan. And it reminded me that God is faithful to his promise. No matter what it looks like, we have to keep hoping and we have to keep believing and trusting that his word is true and that he will fulfill his promise. And so from all that experience and that situation 
There were five things and five strategies that I still use today from that experience of over 21 years ago that continue to keep me focused and encouraged and bold and that continue to keep me speaking the word of God over my life. You know, I, I remember uh, when the, that, that day, when that journey first began and my pastor came in and, and as we cried together and she spoke this scripture over my life and she said, Psalms 126 and 5, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. And that, that scripture has remained in my heart for over 20 years because I was sowing some tears of joy, sowing some tears. And then the harvest of joy came. And I want to encourage you to know that your harvest of joy is coming. Don't give up. Your harvest of joy is on the way. I know you may be crying today, but know that joy is coming. Don't give up before you experience your breakthrough. The first thing that helped me through this process was that you must know your truth. What is your truth? And for me, my truth was the word of God. The word of God was my truth and and everything had to filter through that truth. The emotions, the pain, everything had to, had I had to allow it to go through that filter. I had to make the word of God my foundation and my standing ground to know that no matter what obstacle came, no matter what arrow the enemy was throwing, I had to make the word of God my foundation. Even through the tears and even through the crying, I had to make that word of God my foundation. And so when the arrow would come, I would always speak and prophesy, you know what? No weapon form will prosper. This weapon of grief won't prosper against me. A weapon of sickness won't prosper against me. A weapon of depression won't prosper against me. You can't stay. You may come, but you won't stay. And so we've got to learn to to stand on our truth so that when the words of negativity come, they can't stay. They have to go. The second thing is you must surround yourself with people who agree with you, who are able to feed your spirit, who are able to encourage you. You cannot have any room for negativity in your village, in your tribe, in your crew. So examine your environment. Is there any negativity there? Are there things there that will kill the seed that you're trying to grow, that will kill the harvest that you're working to produce? that will kill what you're trying to cultivate. It could be a friend that speaks negative to you. It says, oh, it won't happen. It could even be things that you watch or things that you listen to. We have to be careful of what we allow in our spirit because whatever we allow, we will begin to speak out and we will begin to produce. So examine your environment and surround yourself with people that will speak life. Surround yourself with things that encourage you. I even like to put positive messages on my wall. I love to put scriptures and and quotes of encouragement around me so that wherever I look, I can see something that's going to feed my spirit, that's going to help 
nurture and grow what I'm wanting to produce. Number three, we must learn to speak and meditate on the word of God. For me, it's the word. That's what I speak and that's what I meditate on. And so when when a challenge comes, I'll find a scripture that speaks to that challenge. Like when when they thought I had cancer, we came in agreement. I reminded myself of the word that by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed. I have a right to healing. I have a right to be free. I have a right to walk in wholeness. Come on. His word says that above all things, he desires for me to prosper and be in good health, even as my soul prospers. I began to speak to it. I began to speak and command for my body to line up and function the way that it was created to, to be whole, to be healthy, to be vibrant, to be a blessing. Come on. That's what we have to learn to do and meditate on it. I mean, I would think on it. I would ponder on it. You know, I would find music that agreed with it. You know, back to the walls, I would put up words and put up those scriptures that would agree with it, that would remind me, this is what I'm meditating on. It was so that when I would wake up and when I would open my eyes, that scripture would be in my mind. I would wake up thanking the Lord for being healed, for being delivered, for being set free. I began to train my mind to begin to meditate, to begin to speak what I believed. Next thing you have to do is we have to act on it. We have to act on what we believe. I had to act on what I was speaking. So I couldn't afford to speak negative. If I believed that I was healthy, then I had to act like I was healthy. I had to feed my body healthy things and healthy food. I had to follow, you know, the doctor's orders. You know, I had to do those things. I had to act on it. If I believed it, I needed to act like I believed it. If I believed I was going to be a parent, I needed to act like it. So John and I began to find kids to sow into. If we were going to be parents, we had to learn that children cost. Children required shoes. Children required clothes. Children required school supplies. Children required encouragement. Children required love. So we would find children in our church that we would bless. And fortunate for me, I was in education and I was a pre-K teacher. So I had lots of kids to, to be a blessing to. And I began to find joy again in my calling. So you have to learn to speak to it and act on it. And the fifth thing that I learned is to be thankful. In all things, give thanks. This is the will of God concerning us. That even in that challenging situation, and believe me, it was a process. I went through my moments and and I went through having an attitude and, and being angry. And I went through that cycle. But the Lord always would bring me back and say, but daughter, do you not have life? Are you not alive? You could have easily lost your life on that table. But I healed your body and I brought you back. And I'm still going to fulfill my promise to you. Haven't I blessed you 
with strength? Haven't I blessed you? And, and you've never gone hungry. You've never been without. Haven't I blessed you with good friends? Haven't I blessed you with provision? I'm the God who shepherds you. You're never in want. I'm leading you and I'm guiding you even right now during this challenging situation. So during that time, I learned how to be thankful. I learned how to be appreciative for the blessings that I already had and the blessings that I was getting ready to walk into. So that's my five strategies that I learned during the most challenging time of my life. And one, the most important thing that I learned was never to give up because there are brighter days ahead. There are new experiences to be experienced. There are new relationships and new friends to be met, new things for you to do, new blessings for you to experience. So my word for you is never give up. Because there are breakthroughs in the future for you. Remember that God loves you. He hasn't forgotten about you. And that there is always joy on the other side. And every tear that you sow and that you cry and every seed of those tears, you will reap a harvest of joy. Your possibilities are limitless when you have the courage to break through. Thank you for joining, and I look forward to sharing my journey with you next week.